Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following show may contain adult themes not suitable for children. Shut the hell up. Club 1080 with Isaac and Souk. Mmm, it does go well with a chicken. How and why are you drunk at 6 o'clock? Well, the how's pretty self-explanatory, and the why is because I thought we were leaving at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Ergo, Latin, plenty of time to sleep it off. At the club, Club 1080, the hottest spot north of Milwaukee, at the club, Club 1080, Sook and Rob's passion are always the fashion at the club, they fell in Uh, what do you got going on over there? Uh, dude, uh, it's just a bag of drugs. Oh, all right. Anything good? Acid. <laughs> I watched a... Uh, I'm I was, just kidding. I was listening to an audio book today, and they were talking about the creation of acid. Yeah? Yeah. LSD? Yeah, it was uh, basically by accident. Huh. Yeah. It was a whole... Well, I mean, it's not... It's called the immortality key. It's interesting in a very hippy-dippy sort of way, but it, it does... Uh, it, it, it talks about... Amongst other things, the the guy that stumbled upon acid, and I guess it it, it basically just comes from like a, like like yeast. He was able to remove the bacteria that I don't know kills you and causes gangrene. He was able to synthesize it. It was, it was really interesting. Well, you know Michael Pollan, right? You know him. I think mm. he's a Portland guy, I but d- he's the guy. It's he's the guy that has the Netflix documentary called uh, How to Change Your Mind. Yeah, and he, it's a four parter where he goes through all these psychedelic drugs. Mm-hmm. And talks about what it does to you and how you can, you know, it's very hippy-dippy, but yeah. it's how you can uh, improve. Oh. That's what, you know, that's the new thing. Yeah. Like the site, uh, what is the new, uh, the magic mushroom thing, the, yeah. the law that we have. Like yeah. a lot of these drugs, yeah, they're, they're finding that it's... it's, the, it's it rewires, the, it can well, reset yeah. everything. It's the definition. It, well, it's like what ayahuasca and all that does. Yeah. It's the same idea yes. that when you get into that space... Uh, you can be more honest with yourself and uh, really do some self-improvement. So the, you know what I'm saying? The basis of this book, The Immortality Key, and I'm still pretty early on, but it's it's, it's basically that there were some researchers back in like the like like professors in the 60s and 70s that they, they, they believed that the, the Greeks way back when, like in ancient times, 
that basically the whole basis of most of, of religions were on this, that people took, people had a recipe for psychedelics, no and way. that's what led to the whole, you know, the idea of God and all that, and mm, so. Stunning. Yeah, it's kind of, it's. Does it's, that it's, shock you? It's an interesting read. It's an interesting read. Now, I don't know if it's been covered in your book yet, or if it will be, but I believed that uh, Oregonian Ken Kesey was uh, partially responsible for releasing acid to the masses. He had gotten uh, it from the CIA tests, at, I believe, down at Stanford, and uh, had acid parties in San Francisco in the early 60s. Cool. Yes, that is correct. That They don't, at least they haven't talked about it yet. He's an Oregon guy? Ken Kesey? Yeah. 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 That, I, you act like I'm supposed to know that. Should I have known that? No, but I guess he's a... Never heard of him. He's a... I don't know. One I, Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He yeah. wrote it. Oh. American novelist Ken Kesey. Went to the U of O. That stuff is all very... It's all very interesting. How about that? It's an interesting thing to read, and I'm assuming it's a more interesting thing to well, take. <laughs> I have it sitting right over here in this little baggie. <laughs> right. Just put that right there on your tongue. Put that on the tongue, and let's see what happens. Let's do some therapy, You bro. and Bill Walton, let's go. Let's get deep into this. You ever done acid? I have not. I have Me not. Neither. Done mushrooms. Uh, can't say I've done acid. And, you know, I'm thinking about my, my aunt, who's Uh-oh. really, really into this. Uh, she's been talking to me about it, and I've kicked around the idea because she goes down to Costa Rica, and she's done ayahuasca like 15 times. That's like her jam, and uh, I'm intrigued by it. I am. I'm. Uh, well, we talked about this. Our, we we yeah. talked about this while you were away. Did you I think you were on vacation? Yeah, we're all intrigued by ayahuasca. Yeah, I can't get over the the vomiting. Well, I've had I've talked to people that have done it, and I just I think I don't know. I think I'm going to wait. It's a bit like solar panels. <laughs> you know? Go on. I like it. I well, like it. Like solar panels. Like we've all looked in. Oh, I don't know. Maybe not all of us. I, I think we've all looked in. I looked it, into yes. solar panels once and I'm like, yeah. you know, I think I'm going to wait for the technology to get better yeah. and maybe the price to come down and yeah. for it to be a little easier and a little yeah. less, you know, clunky. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm in that waiting phase. I'm with this on <laughs> these, uh, these drugs. I feel like down the road, yeah. you won't have to travel and see a shaman and yeah. uh you know puke your guts out and and have some bad ones in order to get the good trips and yeah. you know like i feel like they're going to streamline that a little bit more because i do think more people are open to like watch how to change your mind it's really an interesting doc yeah. he goes through and he does all the drugs mm-hmm. and he talks about what they do to you and how you you know uh how it changes your mind and uh so i feel like we're on the precipice of kind of growing out of this Drugs are bad, okay? Sort of uh, mm-hmm. mentality that we've had. You <laughs> is that know? the Beavis and Butthead? Is that Mr. Yes. Sanderson or whatever? Okay. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. There is... Um, but I'm intrigued by it as well, as, yeah. to your point. I got a, I got uh, someone that I know, and they're very much into this uh, community, and she has offered up her shaman, and here locally, they do it, and they, 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 uh, they give you a guide. And you go through it like with with a group of other people, but you get your own little guide you, there. You sort of have to, right? Like, I don't think you can. I don't think you're supposed. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to, to do, do it. it on your own. Yeah, it's which is another. She does it. She well, can do it on her own. She's done it a bunch of times, but she has said that she can offer up. They call it a hero dose of mushrooms, where you take enough where you're guaranteed to experience, you know, a a, a serious uh, mood change, or they do ayahuasca. And the way she explained it to me, and I, I do think I'll probably end up doing it here, just because, well. I don't have to go to Costa Rica, and it's not nearly as expensive, and so I think I may start here. But she said 
the way she described, she's done them both a bunch. Because I asked her, I said, which one would you recommend? And she goes, it's it's really, it's really up to you. She said, with the ayahuasca, it is more of a mental thing. And with the mushroom, she said, you will see more visuals. Mm-hmm. So I said, it depends. Are you more of a deep thinker? Are you more of a visual person? And she said, that's kind of a, a personal preference. But she's been talking to me about it for maybe, ah, God, I don't know, maybe 8 to 12 months. And uh, one of these times... One of these times, I'm going to take her up on it. And, and she said, you, you, know, you kind of got to commit like two to three days to it. Do it when you don't have anything else going on. And that way you can spend a couple days with it. Because sometimes the first time exactly. you're a little jammed up by it. And it's the second or third time that you're able to relax and kind of embrace it. And That's what I was saying. Like, I feel like that will all get better and more. Like, pretty soon you'll be able to go to Target and buy a <laughs> ayahuasca kit. Yeah, head to the, what, the gas station. Yeah, you know? yeah they'll, they'll get it right. But, you know, there are a lot of people like your aunt uh, out there in the world. And I hate that they're considered quacks because some people think that they are. Yeah. But they're not. They're way ahead of the game on this. Yeah. They know what they're talking about. Yes. And they know what they're doing. There is something to this. Yeah. And it's becoming more and more... It's just becoming more and more mainstream, and that's a good that's a good thing. Agreed. It's it's a very that's a very real thing. Yeah. But, instead but of, ten instead years ago, these people, oh, you know, hippie, you know, yeah. dude, they're just they're onto it. Well, and that was in this this book, the immortality key that I'm listening to. Um, not reading. Not reading. Listening to. And again, then book guy gets all mad. Book guy. Oh, yeah. You got to love book guy. Book, I swear. Nobody's the smartest book guy. Of all the things that piss people off about me, uh, uh, one of the more odd ones is that I just I listen to books on tape. As opposed to... as I don't know. It's just easier. Exactly. I can do it while I'm walking my dog. I can do it while I'm doing exactly. cardio. Well, it's because reading is boring. Look, nobody likes to say this, and I know I'm going to sound like an a-hole. <laughs> reading is boring. <laughs> For some of us. Now, a lot of people love it, and they just love to sit there and read and get lost in the book. Yeah. Some of us are too fidgety. We can't do that. Yeah. We have to have another way to consume the material. Yeah. We're, we're as inquisitive as you and interested in it, but we can't. I cannot focus. Like yeah. I have problems with that. So I'll need that in another form. Thank you very much. Now, if you give me a book on acid. Mm. No, I mean, like, give me acid and then say, hey, read, <laughs> read this. this. Maybe I'll just be, like, laser focused and get through it in a day. See, I like to sit down and read. It's just, it's, Ugh. to carve out two hours to sit and read, uh, it's, I don't know, I, I find that harder. Whereas I listen to something every day when I'm, I, I, I'm, there's not a day that goes by where I don't have a book going on, on Audible. Simply because it's easy to do as I'm going about doing stuff. Anywho... Uh, they were talking about in the Immortality Key, there was this guy, and he was from Boston. There was really two guys, and it was in the 1960s. And they were kind of at the forefront of this. This idea that, you know, hallucinogenics and can really be very therapeutic. And they go on, and they were basically blackballed and absolutely destroyed in the academic world yeah. because it was the hippie counterculture thing. Yeah had risen up and there was this real pushback from from American and from the universities that the fear was basically that if if you embrace this at all and you think that this could be beneficial there was a fear that the hippies would take over and that this would become legitimate and would become a, a thing that spread and let me tell you something the people at Harvard and Yale and Stanford and BU they did not like the idea of the hippies being right yeah. and so anyone that um that went down these roads and tried to teach it, their careers were absolutely destroyed 
and kneecapped and mocked and ridiculed it's and brutal. put out and put out to pasture. And now here we are, you know, forty plus years later, and people are circling back to the idea of, hey, maybe that, maybe that wasn't real cool what we did to you. It's brutal. Uh, yeah, engineer Dylan is in. He said, "I describe it as acid is digital and mushrooms are analog." Oh, that, that makes sense. Also, uh, P1 Scott is in, and he says, "Useless trivia of the day: Ken Kesey, classmate of one Phil Knight." You're the hell out of town. Get that. That's kind of badass. You think Phil was, you know? I could see that. Was you know what? Oh, I think Phil's party back in mean? his day. Oh, of course he dropped. Dude, he was it was the sixties and, and, and the seventies. Hell yeah, yeah, man. So he came up with the idea for the waffle. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm reading I, this. I, that was Bowerman, but still, it was the uh, the acid testing that uh, helped inspire Keezy to write "One Flew Over the Cougar's Nest." Yeah, mm. see, there you go. And someone says yes. Yeah, so when Souk is randomly gone in July, yeah, it's possible. Ayahuasca trip. If I disappear for you know a week or so, you know it's and I come back with like a ponytail, be prepared. <laughs> Can I tell you that you don't even have hair? No, but that's what makes it worse. The bald guy ponytail is horrific. <laughs> I love the skullet ponytail. Yeah, it's just the worst look on earth. Can I tell you one of the and I'm I'm being dead honest about this. One of the reasons why I'm hesitant to do the like a hero dose or do ayahuasca because I've done I've done mushrooms at a pretty high level, but nothing that I would consider to be a you know, a, a heroic dose where you're like, buckle up. You need a, you need yeah. someone to walk you through it. But I've had some moments where I'm like, dude, this changed my perception, changed the way I think. And so I'm always like, man, I, I kind of want to go all the way and, and and do one of these heroic doses. One of the things that stops me from doing it, I'm afraid of becoming Aaron Rodgers or Joe Rogan, <laughs> mm. like that level of douchery. And I get that, you know, some. Some people love that, and you know, but that idea of you are so enlightened, and that you're like, I've got it figured out, and you don't, and the oh, the poor masses that don't have these experiences like I do, I absolutely loathe douchebag guy that's like that, and that's it's this Aaron Rodgers area of superiority where again, you grow the ponytail, you get some hippie tattoo on you, and you did ayahuasca three or four times, and now you're the smartest man alive. That right there is the thing that stops me from going full meal deal and getting the double Big Mac well, ayahuasca. You know you don't have to be like that. But that's the thing is I'm afraid that like if it if it if it's you choice. if you see something and it changes your perception, I just that is in the back of my mind. Well, that's listen, one of those things that kind of freaks me out. I tell you what you have that maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't cuz yeah. everybody probably just Laps up his kisses his ass. Yeah, exactly. What you have here is you have a show that's going to call you out. <laughs> that on That is true. So you can you can you can bet your bottom dollar, fella. Yes. If you turn into that guy, I'll you're going to hear about I'll it. Hear about it on a daily basis. You're going to hear about it. All right, uh, we have another incident of why do they have to turn the plane around? Six twenty one oh. on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, I just saw a story, uh, another one of these that, these always bother me, as you well know, that, you know, they always have these protocols that, you know, something happens on an airplane and you have to turn completely around and go back to the airport. Yes. When the reality <laughs> is, if you could just, just get to the destination and then everybody else is, in, is inconvenienced. It's one of your great pet peeves. It drives me nuts. This is another one. You tell me. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll present it to you, right. what happened, and you tell me. Now, this was not one where they had to... Uh, go all the way back to their destination, mm-hmm. but they did have to make an emergency landing before they got to their destination. Were they able to continue afterwards? Yeah. Or was, okay. yeah so the, so they 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 land. This person is <laughs> escorted off the plane, okay. and then they go. They eventually get to their destination. Okay, so a woman bit a passenger after trying to open an exit door. So this is a Southwest Airlines flight. Now, time out. Someone tried to open the door, so she bit him, or she tried no, to open the door did. and then and then she, bit. Him. Well, she tried to open the door and then bit somebody who was dragging yeah. her away. Do you notice that they arm the door now? I don't know why or what that does, but they 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 arm it. Yeah, I was sitting in the exit row, yeah. and they use that terminology too. And yeah, it's like Whoa. it says right there, the door is armed, and I was like, what yeah. is it gonna like? Is there like a spike that comes out and like gets me if it's armed? I well, I don't know what it means. Okay, but. so here's what happened. So this is Southwest flight from Texas. Uh, from Houston to Columbus. Okay. This was the day, uh, this was the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And this 34 year old woman shoves a flight attendant and tries to get to an exit door and says Jesus told her to open it. He shouldn't have done that. That's a, that's a bad call. Normally I say, you know, you should follow Jesus, but in this case, um, maybe not. Maybe listen to the other guy. Well, I don't care how much Jesus wants you to open that door. Yeah. She's not opening that door. Like, you can't open the door mid-flight. Can you? No. You cannot. We know that? We do know that. Kind I don't of. think we know that. I don't think we know that 100%, but a 34-year-old woman is not opening that door Flight mid-flight. attendants and or pilots, I know you're listening out yeah, there. They're out there. Can a 34-year-old woman or man, can someone of reasonable but not like great strength open a door mid-flight? Open a, yeah, the exit door? Yeah, no, I don't, no way. Oh, I, <laughs> no way. I never attempted it. I, I couldn't tell you. So she she's told no, but then says, no, Jesus really wants me to do this. Like, really? <laughs> and then she goes and tries it. Okay. And so somebody pulls her off. They restrain her. They pull her off of there. Because you are in the, and I will tell you what, I, I, I like the exit row because the, the, the leg room, Yeah. right? I take my exit row uh, duties not the most serious uh, that I probably should. Like when you're like, hey, do you go? I don't pay any attention. You're just like, I'll figure it out. Yeah, like we got it. But I will tell you this. <laughs> That's a bad attitude, sir. Well, I mean, look. I need you to care. I don't. And I'm never listening. I just have to give the verbal, yeah, I, I got you. Whatever. In case of emergency and the plane blows up, yeah, I'll, I'll work and the And you're emer- the guy fiddling with the damn exit door. Look, I think, I look, I look over there. I know how to open it. I know that you turn the handle. No, although you don't. I don't know about the arm thing. That's I find that I mean. weird. I, I think you need to listen. But I'll tell you this. If I'm in the emergency exit, 
And uh, Gertie here comes over and is like, hey, Jesus told me to open the door. Guess who's not opening the door? Gertie. Gertie's taking right. an ass whooping. Right. So who's working? Like, someone should have been there. She should have never even come close to oh, getting yeah. to the door. Right. You're talking about the people yeah, sitting in someone, the Yeah. This is, you know. Well, that was one of the women who got bit. <laughs> um, it's just, so she shoves the flight attendant and gets to the exit door you're right. Whoever's sitting in front of the exit door is probably like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you, That's my exit Exactly. Door. You can't step over my door. Flight attendants restrained the woman. She then asked them if she could look out a window. She was told no. She lunches at the exit door again <laughs> and tries to pull the handle. I like and that then, she got a second chance. What? Yeah. I know. It's, it's kind of vague. Another person on the flight wrestles her to the ground, and the woman bit them on their thigh. <laughs> she kept saying Jesus told her to open the door. And so then they have to make an emergency landing. Yeah. I think. Really? Well. Do you? She's a 34-year-old woman. (laughs) Restrain her and get your ass to Columbus. Here's the problem. Okay. Let's say I'm working the exit row. Okay. I am not going to have an issue restraining a 34-year-old woman. Exactly. But here's the problem. Nor any of the other men on that flight. No, but you're now asking me, how long do we do we have to our destination? They didn't say. So let's say we've got from. So when I was coming back, well, from, let's see where they landed. Yeah, here. see where they, they got here, because we went from Philly to Seattle, right, and then back home. That's a five and a half hour flight. Okay, from so Philly. they landed in Little Rock. They were going. They were going Houston to Columbus. Yeah, they landed in Little Rock. So they had a ways to go. It's asking it's asking a lot for me to lay on top of a woman in a chokehold yeah, or with an arm bar for three plus hours while we fly. That's I look I I understand where you're going with it. Do you have to land? But Come I, on. do I have duct tape? Can I taper to a seat? Well, they did that once on a yes. We talked about that flight. Yeah, they, they taped did, his it ass down. Great. Now, if you tell me that Don't I can they have like restraints. They should have restraints. They should. But then you get into that whole, there's yeah. no cops and, you know. It's... Illegal. But again, you're asking me as a private citizen to restrain some. I don't think you can ask a private citizen to restrain someone for two hours. So, like, let's say I put her in a. In you don't a, ask in... one person. You just sit her ass down. Say, Jesus wants you to sit here. Maybe, first of all, maybe she'll just sit there. But if she doesn't, it's everyone. It's like, we're all in this together. Let's get to Columbus. Take her ass down if she gets up. Well, they got those. Seat- Maybe take turns. They got those seatbelt extenders. Maybe we could do a little, uh, yeah. a little honk tie, right? Something like that. Or as somebody points out, the Austin Strangler, Chris Beard, <laughs> throw him on the flight. Chris Beard would put he'll her. In, her yeah, down. he'll put her in her place. Not according to the attorney. No, that is one of those. I honest, Come I, on. I, I am can't be that. You can't have. Oh, we have to land, <laughs> dude. Shut her up and set her in the back. Lock her in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, there you go. Who cares? Well, you might be able to pull at things. Again, and probably. It's you, all you, legal. You, you, can't, you can't do that. Yeah, legal bullshit. Can I just, like, shove her, like, in a corner with the drink card or whatever? Like, kind of box her out like I'm going for a rebound? I don't know. I, That's what I mean. I, again, how much force is... Like, and then you get into that, like, if you're going to allow me to forcibly restrain her, I'll keep her in check. But well, they have to. Yeah. I mean, but within they were doing it themselves. Yeah, I know. The flight that's, attendants have the power to do that. I feel like, I feel like that's a that's a dicey situation. I think the airlines, from a legal right. standpoint, are like, let's this? just land. Yeah, I know. Legal. It's all the stupid legalese crap. But you know what? What if they did this? What if they said, "Hey, we're gonna we're the flight attendants, so we have to control this person." Yeah. We would like you to serve drinks. <laughs> you you get the drink cart. <laughs> You go down the up and down the aisle. Yeah. Make sure you smile. I like it. 
I'll bartend for the good of the squad. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got you. That's legal. I got well, you. That's probably not legal either. <laughs> probably See, not. here we go again. But come on. The there's got to be a way to not have to land. Right? Yeah. It's just, it's bullshit. It, it is. And I would be pissed off. If I were a, a passenger on that flight, I would be so pissed that we landed in Little Rock, Arkansas because of this bitch. <laughs> I... Because someone is saying the captain is the law and can make any decision necessary to ensure the true. safety. I've heard that that is true. The so, captain can say, "Hey, listen, sh- shoot her up." So can the? I'm being I'm being dead serious on this. I don't mean like, shoot her. Like, is it, yeah. I just mean like. So you just have some lady. Yeah. I don't have drugs on me. Yeah. Um, as far so as you do know. her. Could the captain tell? Am I? Uh, if the captain authorizes me to really restrain I to think restrain yes. her, restrain her. I can. Yes. I think that can happen. Well, then, in that case, I feel very confident then that we could get to our destination just fine. But I need assurances. I need like something notarized. I need something in writing that uh, that we're okay here. That I can I can make sure that she stays she stays put and everyone is yeah. safe and sound. And by the way, the, you can't open the people are pointing out here the the, the flight people. You cannot open you, the door. No, the pressure will not allow. Okay. You, you can't. There's no way that woman's opening that door. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, now you do. Now I do. So it's like, fine. Let her have that. How about this? <laughs> let her at the let her at the door. Keep trying. We're almost there. We teach her like like a naughty like it's like a nanny thing, not paying attention to the naughty yeah, child. Exactly. We're like just you know have that. She'll eventually wear out and sit down and suck on her thumb. I'm with you. That would be infuriating, and I am so grateful that I've never had to deal with one of those freakouts on an airplane because you don't know what you're going to do until you know, until you have to do it. I've never but, had to deal with that either. No, I always find people delightful on flights, but maybe I'm just on a run of luck. It's possible. Well, you don't fly Spirit Airlines, and that's half the battle. That's fair. Yeah, I feel All like right. a lot of those are indeed Spirit flights. We got to go. Uh, by the way, the woman. So the woman who was bitten yeah. was taken to the hospital for antibiotics and a hep shot. Oh gosh! Yeah. It sounds like this. Well, I'm guessing. Protocol. I'm guessing. Yeah, this this she lady had rabies. This lady's going to be on a no fly list real, real soon. She faces two federal charges: assault within maritime and territorial jurisdiction, and interference with flight crew members in attendance. Oh. <laughs> I do see they have big signs now when you walk down the jetway telling you that all the stuff that's a felony. I think the flight attendants at this point are just. Done. They're fed up. Yeah. yeah, they're they're fed up with it. All right, uh, bonus club ten eighty segment mm. is next. I've got hot AI news. Let's get it. Have you seen the latest that's screwing people up? Uh, no. Yeah, the AI is at it again. Here's Buck. Yeah, we were just talking uh, in here about hello flight etiquette. Yeah, and you know how you see because you were asking, you said, "Well, what do you do? You're a you're a row away of the exit row, and you see this 34 year old bitch go after the <laughs> the door, the door, the exit door, knowing full well she can't open it." Yeah, what do you do? But you don't want on the off chance to be the one where she proves you wrong. You know, it's you can't just let her poke at the door. Well, you can't, but you you there's no way she's opening it. No, I. <laughs> Knowing that, see, I think it's different if she's going after the cockpit door. Yeah. Now that it's like you got to go. Yeah, I'm coming after your ass. Yeah. But the exit door, it's like okay, good luck. I just. So I, you said, what is what is what if you're sitting there yeah. and the exit row, the three people in the exit row are all women. You're you're a row behind. You're the closest. See, this is airline etiquette. Mm-hmm. Closest male 
in proximity to you, you're in charge. So are you, because, ma- are you making eye contact with other dudes and it's like, it's, yes. it's, it, at that point it becomes a putting green? Who's away? Yeah. And you're like, hey dude, sorry yeah. man, you're, you're closer. It's, it's the same thing as when a, a, a feeble old woman walks on and she's trying to put her her, uh, you know, her luggage up in the upper and she can't quite get closest it up there. Closest guy. Closest guy has to step up. <laughs> and if you don't, you're, you're a piece of crap. Are you like, son of a guy, right, fine. But sometimes, now you, there's always this one, and this one happened to me just in this last flight. Where there's a woman that that's happening to, and I am probably the best suited to help her, yeah. but I didn't see it in time, mm. and somebody else steps in, and now my wife's looking at me like, you know, you're a real ass. <laughs> Way to go. Now you're a terrible human being. Yeah, I'm like, why? Well, I didn't yeah, see it. Son of a gun. I would have helped her. Yeah. So I, I do think you have to, as closest pro- male in proximity to a situation like that, I think you got to get, you think you, I think you got to get to going. <laughs> I also ask this, I'm being dead serious. But you can't. But see, I, I'm also waiting to on the exit door. I'm looking around like anybody else going to handle this? Yeah, because you flight attendant. Look at this, right? Like you, but the, but do the, you just ring the bell? Do you just ring the bell at maybe, that point and wait? Maybe and pretend that you're reading. Like you pretend you're asleep. You're just like, uh, <laughs> what, what? What's happening? I didn't see anything. But I'm being dead serious on this one. If it's Buckley trying to open the door, yeah. Or if it's this 34 year old woman, let's say I'm going exit row. Can I can I stand up at that point and just drill someone in the face, or is that based on I can punch Buckley but I can't punch the woman, or can I not punch it? What level of violence or restraint well, am I allowed to go to? I don't think you can. I think you just restraint is the word. You can't. <laughs> I can't sock someone if they're trying to open the door. Oh, well, it opens an can. interesting can of worms because you have the whole Good Samaritan thing going on. Right? Kind of like when well, you try to help someone in distress, it's like the opposite. I think you can do that, but I wouldn't. Like, <laughs> I, I, be careful because yeah. if you got some money or, yeah. or whatever, they're going to sue well, you. Well, now ass. I'm on film drilling some lady. Exactly. I think it's different than if I'm punching Buckley. Well, come on. What what man gets up and t- totally drills a woman? They don't. They, what they do is what mm. I would hope is. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like I'm <laughs> a little kind worried. of man that's worried about the, the door opening. <laughs> I'm a little worried about suit here. I think most men that are are attempting to stop a woman from doing something yeah. are doing the bare minimum to get her to do such. But the male I can punch. I think no? that's different. Yeah, I think and the male, the, and if the, you start stomping his face, yeah. again, <laughs> be careful. You don't need to do that. Yeah. It's like police brutality. Like, it's pretty obvious. It's like, why are you punching the guy directly in the stomach? What about like, the, You don't need to do what that. What about the cockpit? Is the cockpit all, all bets off? And now I'm allowed to Again, go full go. Same thing. I think if the woman's going at the cockpit door, you restrain her. You you grab her and you restrain her. Hmm. And maybe you know, <laughs> Can you give her one. Yeah, a little bit of the business. I don't think you give her the business. I think you do with the dude. Yeah. Or There's, you could. I feel but like this is the Doctor Dow thing. Remember that guy? Yeah. He, he sued he got, he got and a bunch he of money. won a bunch of money, but yeah. he sued the airline. Yeah. He didn't sue the because it was the flight attendant that's supposed to handle it. <laughs> See, the flight attendants, from what I understand, are they don't want anybody getting involved yeah they they're the ones that are supposed to handle these situations mm. which is why i'd probably just ring the call button and then <laughs> say like, hey look over there you you've got a job to do uh you need anything excuse, let me excuse me uh, excuse right me here. this is bothering me i am drinking a vodka uh oj and i do not want to be disturbed a, right now and i've just poured this drink and careful man there's a beverage here <laughs> a lot that goes i just feel like when you're in the exit row and they tell you how to open the door and you know all this I feel like that's 
the least likely thing to happen. I feel like they should go over protocols of what you can and can't do. I think that needs to be more. That's way yeah. more important information than how to buck. I know how to buckle my seatbelt. I don't know what I'm allowed to do and not do in the case of I have to stand up and deal with yeah. some. You're right. Like the demonstration of the flotation device yeah. probably not going to come into play. Yeah. This? Having to tackle Jesus lady trying to open the door? Yeah. You know, a little more likely. I need to know. I want like an escalation card. <laughs> and like like the, the flight attendant, because like, like, here's the, if it's the 34-year-old lady, that's one thing. If it's a larger male... No offense to some of the flight attendants out there. You're yeah. not. Then well, that's where you I got think, to tag team in. But I think isn't that where men? Isn't there an unwritten code with men? Don't we? Like, if there's a bigger dude, yeah. Let's say it's a scary dude. Yeah. We're we're all jumping in, right? Because you know that the dude, the, the first dude that jumps in needs help. Yeah, you got to rally support. Yeah, <laughs> and they and I think guys know that. I right? hope so. Like I know that. Like if I see a guy, let's say the guy's big like you, yeah, and he gets up and he's like, I am going to charge this cockpit door and there's nothing you guys can do about yeah, it you need a group two guys stand up and i'm even looking at that going mm, yeah, need- <laughs> that's going to be a tough fight we need, we need i'm more. jumping on your ass yeah. and then i'm hoping that the guys behind me are jumping on your ass because we know see these are the things these need to be go this needs to be gone over it's way more important we're rewriting the the the, 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 the aviation rules all right john uh, we got right john's uh, uh <laughs> doing great is john wrapping it up next i think so right? yeah I think okay. that's where we're at. John wraps it up next on the fan. All right. I think John's here with us. John, hello. I'm here. Hi. You're here. Yeah. You're back. We're here. You're back again. Right. I'm back. Your brother's back. You're back. Buck never let's, left. Let's never be apart again. Yeah, never. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> just, just watching some bad football. Yeah. Yeah, I was, looks ask, bad. I was asking the question. Like, is it possible next year that that uh, the hoodie gets canned? Uh, no, 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 because he'd be the hottest. Na- like, imagine if you fired him, every other team would want him. I'm, I'm saying, man, they have not been good. Their offense is atrocious. He's kind of stuck in his ways. He can't hire an offensive coach. Well, they're I, six and six. Well, I'm just saying, man. Tom Landry got fired. Lots of people get fired. It, it, it ends for everybody. Yeah, it does. It, I mean, well, and that's the thing, right? All things end badly, otherwise they wouldn't end. Yeah. So I mean, this is the year Tom Brady came crashing down to earth. So um, I, I don't know. I, I think if it was anybody mm. other than, like, if they sold the Patriots and a new owner took over, then I would give more leeway to that. But I don't think Kraft does that. I don't think he goes and fires the icon. I don't I, either. I don't. But what if yeah. he did and the Bucks and the, and he went to the Bucks? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady would immediately go to the Niners. I was going to say that Brady that Brady retires. That'd be awesome. All right. Well, that's an all. That's all so, we have time for. All right. That's it. Good talk. Yeah. Good talk. Bye. Love your body. See ya. Right. Good talking to him. <laughs> My Lions. You're showing highlights. Penisul. <laughs> Look at this. Look at that athleticism. The pen am rumbling. Oh, well, he tripped himself. <laughs> yeah, that was first down. I love everything about the fight in Dan Campbell's. And now I think I'm going to finally pull the trigger and buy some Lions gear. And now that I, now, once I do that, then they will immediately go back to sucking. We got to find you one that that says something like, you know, three toes and an ad, one ass cheek or something yeah. like that. I just, want, I just want one of Dan Campbell's face on it. Just give me a shirt with, with Dan's face. All right. Uh, there is our show. Another full one tomorrow. Big one. Big show. Tuesdays. 
Big. Mike Hass, by the way, should join us tomorrow. Oh, nice. New College Football yeah. Hall of Fame inductee. How about that? Mike Hass. <laughs> Fantastic. We're back tomorrow, 3 to 7. Say good night. Everyone, Boomer and here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 